Hello there, everybody. Oh, welcome back to Driving Theology. Let me get all my gears figured out here. Gears and levels and volumes and... Anyway, yeah, it's March. March, March. Well, I guess last week was March too, but... Today is also March. Today is March 2. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't even know what the date is today. I should know. What is the date today? Hey Siri, what's the date today? Hey Siri, what's the date? Siri is ignoring me. Hey Siri, what's the date? March 9th, I see. All right, yeah, so it's March 9th and I am on my way to work as usual. I'm actually a couple minutes early. I really thought it'd take me longer to get out the door, but I had kind of uh, set things up and gotten ready a little ahead of time, so I think I can just uh, enjoy the ride today. Well, it's more or less spring here in Japan. The uh, plum blossoms are blooming. If you've ever been to Japan in February and March, uh, you may have noticed some tiny white flowers on lots of trees. Uh, those are the plum blossoms. They're usually white. Uh, I think there may be a few varieties that may have a, a slight pink, uh, uh, what do you call it, shade, a slight shade of pink. But most of them are just white. Now the sakura come out uh, about a month later and they are definitely more pink but these uh these plum trees the the flowers remind me of you know if if popcorn grew on trees that's what it looked like <laughs> it looks like popcorn trees it always has to me I don't know why that is I, I love popcorn but some, something about the whiteness the shade of white they're very white white uh kind of like you know popcorn that's not buttered or or colored in any way just the uh, fresh popcorn right out of the frying pan kind of thing. Well, fresh is kind of a weird word, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, so uh, just driving by my friend Naoi's house. He and his wife are uh, getting their house worked out. I can see all the workers outside gathering for the day's work. Well, it should have already started probably 20 minutes ago, but anyway. Yeah, so <clears throat> what's talk about today? Well, I had a few things I thought I would discuss. And I'm really, really reluctant uh, to discuss one of them. But here goes. Uh, a hot topic, a hot button topic, a hot topic in religion and politics especially in America, is abortion. Uh, <clears throat> the, in the last, uh, well, I shouldn't say that actually, it's probably always been this way because I grew up in a fairly conservative environment, but uh, because I have quite moderate views on a lot of uh, these topics, uh, 
the right has always seen me as, I think, liberal. Uh, I think most, most people who are uh, conservative would see me as a liberal. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, it doesn't bother me too much. I know it's to be expected. Um, but I'm pretty sure that true liberals would see me as conservative. And uh, that's, that's kind of why uh, I, I really don't know many true liberals. I know, I know a lot of people who are quite moderate, but today the moderate are considered far left. Uh, if you don't know, uh, I'll probably be using the terms right and left. If you're not from American, you know, if you don't know much about American politics or not from America, you may or may not know this. I think it's pretty much true throughout the English-speaking world at least. But basically, uh, right uh, is considered conservative and left is considered liberal. Why the right and left came out that way, I don't know. Um but it is telling that we use opposite words uh, to describe people from the same country who are supposedly, uh, you know, uh, fellow citizens of the same country. Uh, basically, it, it comes down to uh, your approach, your approach in government, your approach in religion, uh, really your approach in life in general, I guess. And, and not to... Not to oversimplify it, because it isn't simple uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, uh, I would say that basically liberal people are for uh, the government being more involved in our everyday lives. And uh, conservatives tend to be for smaller government, less government, less regulations, uh, more quote-unquote freedom. Um, and that's oversimplifying it, um, but let's just leave it at that. Uh, so the, you know, the, the conservative government believes that, or the conservative, uh, people believe that government has, should have fewer responsibilities and liberal people believe that the government should be more involved in our lives, more responsibilities. Uh, and that that's that's basically um, I'd say the, the the middle way of thinking about um, this divide the, the problem I have with this kind of politics is that you know it, it, it gives you a, a it's a false dichotomy right uh, basically it says you have you are either liberal or conservative there's only two choices and that's just not the case right life is life is much more complex than that and and we are uh incredibly complex in the ways that we've come about our opinions and and the the experiences uh that we have lived through um so you know it, it, it's not that easy so because i think most people would see me as liberal i did want to talk about abortion today <clears throat> never done this before. I think I may have mentioned it here and there, but I've never uh, talked about it uh, only, right, on its own merits. So I'm going to be straightforward from the beginning. Uh, I am 
uh, anti-abortion. I don't believe that abortion uh, is um, is a good choice. And I will say almost in any case. Almost in any case. Uh, I don't say every case because I don't know every case. Um, <coughs> excuse me, let me get the throg out of my frog out of my throat. What did I say? Throg out of my throat? <laughs> uh, yeah, so in general, just generally speaking, that that's my um, that's my position. Um, and, that, and that's on an individual level. Like, like if, if my uh, daughters or my wife for, for some reason had an unwanted pregnancy, I, I would be against the idea of abortion as a way to solve the problem, right? And I suppose first and foremost, it's because we're talking about life, right? We're talking about life and life is precious. Um, and life has value. Uh, and, and I'm a fairly optimistic, hopeful person. I believe that, um, that we can get through stuff and whatever we choose to endure, we can, right? I, I think doesn't mean we always will, but I think that the ability, our ability to endure hardship is, is, nearly unlimited right it doesn't ma- mean that we all succeed uh, uh, people people give in people give out people give up right um, but I think the potential is always there uh, and um, I think all too often uh, when a a young lady or a young couple I think men are also involved in this quite often obviously I don't mean the pregnancy that that's a that's a given but what I mean is um uh, I think I think men are involved in sometimes in the decision and and sometimes in the uh, consequences of the decision, the, the decision whether um, to have an abortion or not um, so <clears throat> oh man I forgot where I was going with that happens with tangents so I don't envy the decisions um, that couples have to make uh, in that situation Uh, basically what you're looking at is a uh, a completely new path that your life will take from that day forward so my question is Do you, can you stay on the path that you imagined for yourself, that you uh, had dreamed of, even after an abortion? Or is the pregnancy itself already a deviation from that path? Right? Um, I think, I don't think anybody is ignorant of the fact that... uh, both pregnancies and abortions uh, have a, a um, have baggage, right? No matter which direction you go, 
I think there's going to be baggage involved. Um, baggage to say, you know, if a woman has the baby, that her baby is baggage is, is it's a rough way to say it. I, I love babies. Can't wait to have a few grandbabies. Um, but still, you know, if you if you are a woman with uh, limited income or no income, uh, and maybe no education or no prospects, and you get pregnant, uh, having that baby is going to have a major impact on how you go about day to day survival. Right? You are going to have an extra mouth to feed and to take care of and to love and to you know. Um, so that is a very daunting task, especially for people who are acutely aware of what they are in for. You know, this isn't something that doesn't happen very often in certain, certain places. Well, certainly everywhere it happens more than we see, but in certain communities, especially in, in impoverished communities, Unwanted pregnancy is pretty much a way of life. I mean, it just happens. Uh, it's something that is uh, fairly uh, usual and common. Uh, and it's not like it's a... <clears throat> uh, it's not like it's a, it, you know, it's a weird thing, right? It, it's, it's fairly common. It's something that people deal with uh, quite often. And they witness people going through it and they see... The problems people have, and um, especially when the when the mothers are younger, there are a lot of uh, problems that can arise in a uh, you know basically a child trying to raise a child, right? Um, and depending on how much support uh, the mother has, uh, makes a, a huge difference, right? So what I was going to say before I now remember is that a lot of times these women are kind of ostracized because of getting pregnant. They are sort of pushed out, pushed away, made to be on their own because they, you know, cross some kind of line or, you know, made made a decision. Uh, and and basically it's the idea of, of bringing uh, shame and embarrassment on, on your family or on your community or, or what have you that can cause women to be um, shunned is really the right word. Uh, the word shun basically uh, is a religious term uh, that when some somebody does not meet some kind of a religious standard, they are uh, ostracized or ignored or pushed out uh, of fellowship of a community, right? Uh, they're no longer friends with people. They may be even pushed out of their family, out of their church. All kinds of things can happen to a young girl. And the problem is, very rarely does it happen to the young man. Now, this has been a, this has been a double standard that's been around for a long time. Uh, but somehow men, uh, at least historically, have uh, gotten off relatively scot-free. <clears throat> so I can I can sympathize I can sympathize with the 16 year old girl who decides that 
having a child at her age in her context um, is basically a death sentence for her and her child. Death sentence may be harsh, but I think people in those situations, uh, when emotions are high and fear uh, is probably the, the biggest emotion, that, that that's what it feels like. And so the the taking of the life of the fetus, of the baby, uh, is seen as a mercy, right? It's sort of a, a, a pre-euthanasia is how I think it's seen in some ways. Um, but also, obviously, it takes a large burden off of, well, presumably it takes a large burden off of the young mother. I can see the flip side. I can see also that that the taking of a a life, um, the not the not appreciating of life of any kind, to me is is an absolute um, absolute maybe the wrong word, but I feel like it's a principle, right? That that life is precious, and I think I think if more people would say that to themselves a couple times a day, life is precious, life is valuable. Life is good, right? Uh, I feel like uh, maybe we'd, we'd learn to make better decisions. So in a sense, morally, uh, there, is, there is no... There is no way... The, wait, raise, well, sorry, my guitar is flopping around. Uh, Abortion, I believe, is fundamentally immoral. Let me define what I mean by immoral, though. Uh, I think it goes against the principles of a universe created by by Christ. Right? Uh, I think I think Christ is about life, uh, and and that life should always have a chance, right? That we should always give life a chance. <clears throat> and maybe, maybe, I gotta be careful there too. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that part, but <laughs> uh, life, life should have a chance, right? Life is good, right? We should not, we should not take life haphazardly. Now, I'm not saying that the, decision to take a life in the case of abortion in extreme circumstances is a haphazard decision. So I'm not, I'm not going to say that either. Um, but I will say that in general, the taking of any life unnecessarily, I believe, is against, um, is against the universe that was created by Christ, knowing who I believe Christ to be. That having been said, I believe in grace. Uh, I believe there is grace there for the unborn child, and I believe there is grace there for the person who decided to end the life of that unborn child. I believe grace abounds freely to everyone, uh, and and that will not be a distinction. Um, whether we follow God's moral standard or not is not going to be uh, a dividing line between 
God's love and us, right? Uh, I'm with Paul when Paul says, you know, nothing, uh, nothing can, either height nor depth, right? That thing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. So I'm just going to say this. Uh, <clears throat> I am opposed to abortion. But I am extremely empathetic with the mother. That's, that's where I stand. Uh, and I'm not willing to, at this point, condemn anyone in the process. Okay? Anyone who has participated in that process. Okay, I'm going to leave that right there. What that means on the government level, whether governments should allow abortion or not, uh, it's not really my place to say. Uh, and this is why. The church is too involved in the governments of the world and not involved enough in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is about everything that both right and left want. The right wants complete freedom. The kingdom of God is about freedom. In fact, in fact, Christ says, uh, if the Son has set you free, then you are free indeed. It is, it is for freedom that you have been free. This is the gospel. Uh, sorry, I think Paul. It is for freedom that you are free or something like this. Freedom is a Christian benefit. A benefit of knowing Christ is freedom. And it's, and it's the best kind of freedom. And it's true freedom. Uh, and and it's better than any freedom you can get anywhere else, right? Any freedom that you've ever experienced. But at the same time, the kingdom of heaven, the, the kingdom of heaven, the government of heaven, if you will, is omnibenevolent. It has everyone's best interest at heart. It provides for everyone all that they need right and does not distinguish people you know when when Christ says that Christ says that uh, God sends the, the the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous alike right what he's saying there is that God's benefits for the world are indiscriminate he blesses everyone equally his blessings are equal. Everyone has a right and access to the benefits that God has given in his creation. Everyone. <clears throat> okay? So, the kingdom of God is ready and willing to provide all of the things that both people on the right and the left want. The problem is, in the, in the system of the world, those two things are at opposite ends of the spectrum. Freedom 
and being taken care of by the government somehow are opposites in our system, right? We, we, we somehow have um, taken these two good things, right? To be taken care of as a mother takes care of a child, the government takes care of his citizens, right? That would be a good thing. That's what the kingdom of God offers. But the kingdom of heaven has taken the idea of government and distorted it to the point where you can only have one or the other. You can't have both. And so it puts people at odds with each other. It puts people at odds with each other. The government does. The governments of the world. But the kingdom of God is the it's the best of both worlds. And, and in that way, it's, it's right in the middle. Right? It, it's, it's in the middle in the best possible way. It gives... It gives the longing of your heart. It, it gives to you what you long for. If whether you're on the right or the left, the kingdom of God is the answer to that, to that wish, to that want. Right? I want to be left alone. I want to be free. Right? Uh, I want to be able to make decisions without, without consequences. Right? From the government. Jesus is the answer to that. The Christ is the answer to that. Right? He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Just forget them. They're children. They're little kids. They don't mean they didn't mean to. Forgive them. And what does God say? Okay, it's finished. It's finished. I've done that. It's done. I've forgiven them. They are forgiven, right? It is finished. Uh You know, in terms of abortion, I think the biggest problem is is that we're trying to fight it with this corrupt corrupt kingdom of the world, government of the world, uh, instead of discovering the true kingdom of heaven, which answers everyone in this situation. Because the true kingdom of heaven, this is how it would work, okay? A woman gets pregnant. She knows because she is involved with the kingdom of heaven. She understands that she will be taken care of, that her baby will never want for anything because she knows that there are people that are ready and willing to to minimize the consequences of if she sinned, you know, quote unquote sin or a bad decision or whatever you want to call it. That that the kingdom of heaven, knowing that they are made up of all, you know, everyone inside is a sinner. They are they are ready and willing and happy to not only embrace this child, uh, but embrace the mother and the father, uh, and they will just go on as if you know nothing has happened, and that they are you know that it's it's all it's all good. It's you know doesn't matter. 
I love you. You know, we, we love each other. That's that's just how it is. There is no reason to be embarrassed because we all sin. And and if you are truly in the kingdom of heaven, you understand that everybody goes against God's established order. Everybody goes against it sometime or, or another, right? Uh, and we also know that God doesn't care about that. He loves us through that no matter what. He accepts us. He's going to continue to provide for us. He's going to send the rain on all, for all of us. Uh, the kingdom of heaven makes these problems go away. The kingdom of heaven makes these problems go away because the kingdom of heaven also would have taught that girl through example and through learning about Jesus and learning about life and, and the created order uh, and the benevolence of God and Christ, she would know that life is precious and that, and that you know, there's no reason to, to not rejoice in life. There's no reason whatsoever. We can rejoice in life. So what's causing these problems between the right and the left in, quote-unquote, a Christian country like America is the fact that the kingdom of heaven is ignored and people are trying to make a Christian kingdom out of the nation of America, right? They've confused the kingdom of heaven with the government of America. All governments are never going to be the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven supersedes all kingdoms. It supersedes them. It's better than them. It's 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 righteous. It's benevolent. It's full of grace and mercy. It's just, right? Um, oh, man. I mean, there's so many things with this, right? If Christians would just be happy to dwell in the kingdom of heaven the problem of abortion goes away the, the problems of, of a, a government who, who perhaps misuses its benevolent, benevolent benevolence programs sorry I can't say that right such as welfare or food stamps or what have you because the church would providing all that for everybody inside the church anyway right and anybody who wanted it the kingdom of heaven is 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 like the table where all are all are invited you know Jesus says you know all things are ready come to the feast right the feast is ready anyone can come everybody's welcome Everybody is welcome to the table of Christ, also known as the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. We, we have a problem with abortion and, and other, other hot button topics like abortion because... Um, only outside of the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to say that. 
It's only a problem outside the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is made to to funnel this quote-unquote problem for good. That's what the kingdom of heaven does. Right? That's what it's for. That's exactly why it's there. Um, it's only a problem in the governments of the world. Right? Uh, yeah. Somehow. Somehow believers need to be shaken from from the tree of empire from the tree of believing that the government is the vehicle to bring about the reality of heaven it just isn't and it never will be right um, the government shall rest upon his shoulders is a is a prophecy about the government, the government, right? The true government uh, rests on Christ's shoulders. And Christ says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and are bearing heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Yeah, abortion. If if we're gonna keep trying to fight it on on the level of of government of of the governments of the world, uh, we are never going to be able to do any good. It can't be legislated because we're dealing with people. Right, we're not we're not dealing with um, you know traffic laws or anything like that. This is you know this is life. This is human life. And I have to say that if you are in the kingdom of heaven, this problem goes away. It's not a problem at all because everybody comes to the kingdom of heaven with with sin, impurities, things that, you know, where you've missed the mark, you know, times where you have uh, maybe not WWJD'd, right? You haven't done what Jesus would do. (laughs) Um, Everybody misses the mark. Everybody. Nobody is immune to this. Um... No, not one. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think I got to an interesting place today. I didn't really expect to uh, to get there. Um, let me just recap. I got a few minutes. Uh, if you, I'm, I'm only going to recap from here on out. Probably. I mean, things come up, but I've still got about five minutes that I can talk. Uh, so I just want to, because it, it, I haven't been terribly clear because I've been working this out on my way here. These are, this is not something that I thought out. These are all 
thoughts that came to me as I'm driving and talking about this. Um, so just to recap, abortion is such a big problem because it is taken care of outside of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is made to do good to everyone involved with the problems of abortion. It relieves every every care and every worry. Doesn't mean it's easy. There are situations that we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about abortion in the case of rape, abortion uh, in the case of sickness, uh, abortion in the case of choosing between the mother or the child. Right? We didn't we didn't talk about any of these issues that are issues that come up in abortion. I think they're they are less frequent issues. But I would like to say. Um, I would like to say that um, no matter how we think about those issues in relation to abortion, that there's still grace, right? The grace is still there to, to, you know, to cover us no matter what, what decision we make in those cases. And those decisions are difficult. And, and I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody should be alone while they're making those decisions. But I think some of those decisions uh, have to be made by one person. You know, somebody has to make a decision. And then it's our job to just, you know, say, okay, that's the decision that was made. Uh, We're all going to do our best uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, the consequences of that decision uh, are as minimal as possible. And we're going to go on. All right. We're going to forgive. We're going to walk forward. We're going to go on. Everything is forgivable. Uh, nothing is um, nothing is undoable, right? Uh, decisions are made, right? People do things. You know, I grew up in a tradition where if a girl were to get abortion and it was known, she probably would be kicked out of the church. Uh, even when um, people uh, got divorced, right? Sorry, I'm shaking my uh, protein shake. I'm going to try to drink this before I go in. People who were divorced were kicked out of churches. And certainly ostracized from the community. Right? Sin somehow... Uh, I think we were all afraid that our own sins would be exposed if we accept people, other people with sins. And so to keep our sins private, we pushed out other people uh, that had sin. Right, we try to keep sin outside of the uh, the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God is made for sin. It's made for sinful people. It's made up of sinful people. Uh, it was made by Christ to heal sinful people, uh, and sin is no longer a bad word. It's not a bad word. It's just part of being human in this broken world, and the kingdom of heaven is meant to be the place where it gets all fixed.
Yeah. I think the true kingdom of heaven is the answer to uh, both the right and left question uh, in relation to abortion and many other things. All right. I'm going to leave it right there. Thanks, guys. Bye.